I shouldn't say this, but wh- when I first met you, you were pretty explicit about how you didn't like Thanksgiving, you didn't like Christmas, and when we expanded on it, you're basically like, I don't want to spend time with my family. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was mostly Christmas. I, Thanksgiving's okay. I, I could deal with Thanksgiving, but it's, it's the obligation that are expected of you during the holidays is what I don't like. Do you feel that the obligation is there for Thanksgiving as well? Not really. I feel like your obligation is to show up and at our age, it's either to host or to show up with something to eat. And I'm typically just bring beer, so everyone's happy with that. What would they do? What would they do if you just didn't show up to Christmas? Like, would you get in trouble? Would you be grounded? Um, I probably would be grounded. I would probably be scolded pretty badly. Uh, a lot of guilt trips. Yeah, yeah. Do an impression of your mom. I've never heard you do an impression of your mom. Man, I don't know, Bricer. Wow, you're called Bricer. Bricer. It's five o'clock. It's Christmas. Your grandma's here. You said, Where are you? You're only the kid from Christmas every day. I got it, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello there, bogus listeners. Thanks for tuning in to the Forever Bogus Podcast. And it's me, your bogus host that knows the most, B-Boy, Bogus Bryce, staring at the beautiful eyes of my best friend, Jamie Killsby, a.k.a. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's uh, Jamie here, J Dog, uh, J Dog, favorite rapper from the middle school. Do I, this is this is kind of ridiculous, right? What's ridiculous? That I have so many nicknames and everything like that. Isn't that kind of? I feel like we've we've landed on the one. Is that ridiculous? I don't know. <laughs> My name is Jamie, and I'm here back on the podcast Forever Bogus. We talk about weird but familiar nostalgia that you might know. You ever see a picture of Macaulay Culkin and Michael Jordan hanging out? What? That's that's what we try to do. That's what we try to that do here so on the podcast. True. But it is Thanksgiving time. Yes, it is Thanksgiving time. And as you may know, it is the redheaded stepchild of holidays. Um... I guess so. <laughs> no, really, it is. It's like the middle child. It's the forgotten child. Because they start putting things out for Christmas in August. Yeah. And you don't really see decorations for Thanksgiving. Yes, there's a there's a holiday war that happens, which is like, you got Halloween starts in September now. Okay, yes. fine. You guys win. Halloween's <laughs> in September now. All right, so you go into Target and it's covered in Halloween. But you want to know the backside to that? If you didn't get your Halloween shit by October 20th, you missed it. It's you all screwed. out of the store. I, that's so ridiculous. It shouldn't yes. be that way. Halloween in the store is over before it starts and they start seeing Christmas. So it does, Thanksgiving does get skipped over. There's never a time of the year where you could walk into Walmart and see an aisle of turkey paraphernalia, you know, <laughs> which is what I want, turkey paraphernalia. But as, uh, if you're a listener to the show and if you're listening, I presume you are because how else would you be here? Don't sleep on Thanksgiving anymore. You know, I get why from a, you know, okay, Christmas. The, oh, God, it's this big pop culture thing. You get gifts. You give gifts. It's so much fun. Oh, we love Halloween. There's all of these scary things. But Thanksgiving is just this strange pop cultural dumpster. It really is. If you think about it, TV is the only thing that doesn't forget about Thanksgiving. And Macy's Day Parade gets recorded every single year. So it's kind of a time capsule of all things pop culture. We were just talking about it before the show started. And we were saying last year, there was a 75-foot Dwayne The Rock Johnson float being flown (laughs) over Broadway. Yes. That's fucking insane. Like, you know, if you don't... And then, you know, last year's Thanksgiving special, we talked about... um, 
America's funny man oh, Fred God. Travelina playing Joker from Batman eighty nine <laughs> on the on the float singing the Joker is me while Alf introduced him. <laughs> it's bigger than the Marvel Universe crossovers. Like it yes. is a crossover of every inch and corner of pop culture of that year. Uh yeah, man. R.I.P. Fred Travelina, America's Funny Man. Uh, <laughs> yes. Impression impression comedy doesn't exist anymore. I don't think you know. Like people do impressions, and that's the reason why I am lost. Because I was born to be an impression <laughs> comic, and I was born about twenty years too late to do that. You're right, especially your Roseanne. Like you're spot on with your Roseanne impressions. It's me, Roseanne. <laughs> Dad. Take out the garbage. <laughs> well, let's face it, though. Thanksgiving breeds some strange TV specials. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about on today's episode. <laughs> okay, I actually was really excited to talk to you about this because it's right up your alley. And I've never heard you mention it before. Um, do you know much about bone chillers? I love bone chillers and i already know what direction you're going in and i am excited like i've never heard you talk about bone chillers before and i was watching this i'm researching it, i'm going this is like tailor made for bryce so <laughs> it has my name written all over it anyway for those of you who don't know bone chillers was like a series of uh child horror fiction novels very much like goosebumps we all know goosebumps it was during the scary kids era yes but i would say like this is <sighs> It's weirdly in my head more special than like, in my opinion, I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's just more special than like, are you afraid of the dark and stuff? Because it was basically like if, if Goosebumps books were Nike, then Bone Chillers were like New Balance. Yeah. Like they, they looked exactly alike and they were written exactly alike, but they just, were like slightly off or like a, they ma- felt a little cheap, a little it cheap. Felt a little cheap, but like I'm I'm going through it. I'm like this might be a little better. I don't okay. know. Um, Bone Chillers, yeah, series of child horror fiction novel novels uh, written by a lady named Betsy Haynes, who looks exactly like your sixth grade English teacher, just this <laughs> tiny old frail woman who yes. who's writing child horror for some, <laughs> you know how you get into there. So these uh, great paperback child horror novels, they spun off into a live action TV show for ABC in 1996. That's right. Uh, were, did, were you watching this back then? Actually, I did not catch it back then. Okay. I found a VHS and that's how I was introduced to Bone Yes, Chillers. there are three VHS releases each with two episodes on them. Uh, so all the tape heads out there, you can get your, uh, uh, what do we say? Greasy uh, mitts all over that analog plastic. Uh, you Or VHS, VH suffer in the process of trying to find it. Um, <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, we got that great live action TV show that spun off from this. And what they did a little bit different was, uh, you know, the Goosebumps books were all about um different stories of different kids and that was the same thing with bone chillers but however when they made the show they decided to make bone chillers about the same group of kids in like a haunted private school prep school yeah that's a good way to put it it was more like an evergreen type show Uh, and but they but every single episode had different scenarios that were based on the topics from the books right so they basically took the script of each book and you know worked it into these kids at this haunted school and i gotta tell you i really liked this show i liked it a lot and i think that it's like my favorite thing that i discovered in the process of looking stuff up on this show nice uh like really i i loved it i think like 
one of my goals is to collect all 23 bone chiller books now for real that's like gonna be my new collection anyway how does this have to do with thanksgiving what is this Where's the turkey? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the pumpkin pie? <laughs> Where are the, the political discussions? Oh, that was just a little peppermint patty. Uh, 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 hey, it's me. Uh, 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 Who's uh, that? Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, it's Jeff. Jeff, yeah. you're back. Uh, uh, Thank uh, you for uh, coming to my Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. Oh, Ooh, yes. Uh, 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 yes, I see you have... Uh, headphones yes uh, anytime i stutter i just become jeff goldblum okay how does this have to do with thanksgiving there is a book two book series in the uh bone chillers line and an episode of the tv show called franken turkey yes and this was actually the v first vhs i found it's great so there uh there's this turkey at the school actually this was the first um bone chillers episode that i've seen Okay. So I didn't know that they condensed the stories to focus around one group of kids. Mm. So I was kind of confused because they dove right into it. And I was like, who, what, why am I, why is it acting like I should know who these people are already? <laughs> right. Instead of like goosebumps, they like have to really long diatribe of who they are and where they live and the family that they live with and how yes. annoying their brothers and sisters are. Not with bone chillers. Actually, that, yeah, that does, you're right. That's actually a really good way to put it because it, uh, that's very elegantly put, Bryce. You don't put things elegantly very often here on the show, um, but you did it today. Thanks, uh, Jada. No, no, it does because that that's valuable. Because you're right. You have a lot of for a horror story to be effective. You have to set up a lot about the character and his backgrounds and his life and his fears and his problems. And if you're using the same characters in every episode, all of that stuff is already predetermined. So that's yep. actually good on you, uh, whoever transcribed the original novels. <laughs> You can't know everything, but uh, gosh, let me get into the plot of this thing. Yes, uh, please. The creepy like headmaster of the school is this guy. Is this bald guy? He has spooky eyeballs, and uh, there's this great turkey puppet that, and the turkey's name is Gobbles, and he's like, I don't know, he's like a pet at the school, yep. and he's like, you're gonna fucking kill that turkey for Thanksgiving, and all the kids are like, no, no, no way, not Gobbles. Uh, they don't want it to suffer, so they develop this, uh, like, decoy turkey um, out of uh, butterball, frozen butterball turkey, and they stick a bunch of socks and, like, fucking fishing net and all kinds of weird stuff on it to make it this, like, turkey nightmare. Gets struck <laughs> by lightning and comes to life and becomes Franken-Turkey, okay? Um, Franken-Turkey is a, he's a nightmare. He looks very scary. Uh, did, were you, like... Well, you didn't discover it as a kid, but you no. could see how you'd be scared of it as a kid, right? Probably, yeah. And I was an easily scared child, but looking at it nowadays, it's a really nice fabrication. Like, it's a really nice puppet. It's done really well. It's pretty if impressive. You, it, it's the kind of puppet. Franken-Turkey is the kind of puppet. And you're not going to be able to Google this, because if you Google Franken-Turkey, you're going to see Gobbles uh, yes. as all your results. Who is like the? He's also a cool-looking turkey puppet, but he's not the fucking abomination nightmare that <laughs> Franken-Turkey right. is. Right. Like, if you saw it when you were five, it would fuck you up. Yes. But anyway, do you know Ron Jeremy's in it? What? Yes. He plays a reoccurring character named uh, Blisterface. Ron Jeremy, the adult actor. That is fucked up. And how does he keep crawling his way back into the podcast? I. That's what I'm saying. That's why I thought I had to bring it up because I saw it and I was like, <laughs> that's what? so strange. What is going what is going on? I, I guess because we must be lower brow than I think. If, I if, guess so. If, if Ron Jeremy keeps coming up. up, then we must be kind of like a low brow production here, <laughs> which so. I didn't think. But, I, you know, come to think of it, we talked about a lot of diarrhea and stuff like that. So I, it That's makes sense. That's a pretty good point. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, let me just go. I just took a few notes on this episode because I think it is like I actually will. We talk about things we discover that uh, on the show that like we will revisit in the related holiday seasons in the future. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'm like, I don't know. I already got my traditions, you know, in place and stuff. This one I will watch. Uh, nice. I definitely all the time. Every, at least every Thanksgiving. It's perfect because here's a few notes I got in it. First of all, it starts off. This episode showing a fake movie on TV called Frankenstein's Brother-in-Law. It's very obviously they show this horror host who is very obviously like a Svengooli parody. He's yes. got the hat and everything like that, and there's some Jewish jokes mixed in there. Actually, I was surprised about. This is properly Thanksgiving. That's the thing that I like about it too, because it uses that horror font, like the drippy blood horror font and stuff. But it is Thanksgiving. They say we're gonna. Get that turkey on Thursday. This Thanksgiving, you know, it's not just about a turkey. It's properly a Thanksgiving episode. So I, I really did like that. But I also just want to say uh, that when Franken Turkey is revealed, I let out an audible sound. Like a squeal? Not a squeal or a scream. I was just like, whoa. No, I you figured know, it'd like, be like a squeal of excitement. Like, no, no, I just not not I not even because I don't <laughs> think that genuinely comes from people. I think that comes from anime characters. Okay, I don't know. I I, th- I feel like it's happened to you before. All right, we'll see alone. about that. I can imagine you alone in your dark room right now, watching it for the first time and squealing mm. when he's revealed. Maybe, but I will say <laughs> I, it's not very often that I see a creature design that I go, "Whoa!" That makes me, you know. And I did say, "Whoa." Um, at points, he shows up as a person in a suit, you know, in yes. the Frank and Turkey suit. At some point, he shows up as like claymation. At some point, he's a puppet. They really go out all the way, and he's very impressive looking. Such a great Thanksgiving special to add to the rotation. Bone Chillers, you know, if you've seen all the Goosebumps, read all the Goosebumps, check out Bone Chillers because it's like Goosebumps from a parallel universe, but written by a tiny old lady. And it's on YouTube. It is on YouTube in its entirety. I should have mentioned that all. Uh, and I guess the last thing I really want to say, which I, I kind of I kind of already said, but not exactly, was I think this is... I don't want to go too far because I'm sure something will come up that I'll feel silly that I said. But, like, at the time that I was watching this, I'm, I, in my head, I was thinking, this is the best Thanksgiving thing I've ever seen. Wow. And I really meant it. I really... I wasn't trying to be facetious or whatever. I was really like, this is... The most entertaining I've ever been watching a Thanksgiving special. If you squeal at anything, that's got to be the best. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll make you squeal like a piggy. (laughs) Get over here. Speaking of piggies, did you know there is a National Lampoon's Thanksgiving vacation? What is that guy? What segue was that? You like that segue? Is there a pig in the movie? It doesn't matter because National Lampoon's Thanksgiving vacation doesn't actually exist. But... There was a made-for-TV movie that was released on TBS in 2003 that was called National Lampoon's Thanksgiving Family Reunion. Oh, oh, so uh, did you get the title wrong, or was that a bit? It was a bit of a bit. It was a bit of a bit. Yes, it was. Okay. National Lampoon's Thanksgiving Family Reunion was directed by Neil Israel, who also directed such favorites of ours, Surf Ninjas. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Bachelor Party with uh, one of the Tims. Tim Allen. Not Tim Allen. Oh, it's a Tom. No, no, no. No, you're thinking Tom Hanks. It's a Tom, not a a Tim. You did did this before. Did we do this? No, you just have a, you have like a weird thing in your brain where you confuse Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. (laughs) 
<laughs> You've done this like three or four times on the show. That's weird, man. You got to check for a tumor, I think. Don't say that too loud. I'm scared that I might have like radon poisoning or something. Don't start that. Where, what's what? You never heard of radon? No, I know. But do you really think that? No, I don't. I don't. I hope not. I've taken a radon test here and it came back fine. So, yeah, I, I think I'm okay. National Lampoon's Thanksgiving Family Reunion. It was a made-for-TV movie that was released on TBS in 2003. And it starred one of my favorite actors, Brian Cranston, as Woodrow Snyder, Judge mm-hmm. Reinhold, as Dr. Mitch Snyder. Judge Reinhold. Well, it says does not say that in my notes. Um, and oh. Penelope Ann Miller as Jill Snyder. And National Lampoon's Thanksgiving Family Reunion is about an estranged Snyder family getting together for the first time in years to celebrate Thanksgiving. Let's talk briefly about, uh, is it Judge Reinhold or Judd Reinhold? I always forget. Damn, you're really going to keep calling me out on this episode. No, I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm just checking on your health (laughs) and your well-being. It's the radon, man. It's the radon. You got radon coming in from the ceiling. God. Uh, no, I don't mean to keep calling you out, but Ju- uh, Judge Reinhold, um, you could really spend all the holidays with him because... He's in every holiday movie. Well, let's go through this, okay? In the first, you know, you've got Halloween, right? Yep. You could spend Halloween with him in uh, The Hollow. Yes. You got him in this in November. You got him in The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, the other name you can't remember, in December. You can spend a lot of time with him. And I actually spent some time in an elevator with him. It's interesting in the amount of elevator rides you've had with celebrities. It's uh, You know what? I must have told the story before because it's only two. Okay. No, 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 three. That's more than a lot of other people. Judge Reinhold, uh, Bill Mosley, uh-huh. and... Um, uh, Tom Allen. Not Tom Allen. It's t- are you I hope you're joking now. I'm joking now. Okay. I'm joking. Jesus. I'm worried about you at this point. I appreciate your concern. And call the cops. If I call the cops here, will they go to you or do I have to get a What's the number for 911 there? I don't know how that would work. You probably have to like Facebook him or something. I'll call 911 and I'll tell them that I'm having a fago overdose and they'll just trans they'll they'll transfer me over to your division of the police. That's right. right. National Lampoon's Thanksgiving Family Reunion. Um, I watched it. Watched it for the first time this year because I've never heard of this before. Did you like it? I don't know. Brian Cranston really steals the show, and I really like it when sure. he does like uh, comedy because I think he does really well with that. I really feel like it was written as a Christmas Vacation like prequel. Yes, uh, but it just didn't get the funding as like a full theatrical production. I just got to ask you, where does this stack up? Next to in your head, Christmas Vacation sequel with uh, just Randy Quaid. That one, uh, the island event, Uncle whatever the fucks, Cousin Eddie's Christmas Vacation. Well, we're gonna where, get to that one. But where does it stack up to you? Does it like is it better or worse? Because we talked about Cousin Eddie's Christmas Vacation on the podcast last Christmas season, and I thought it was dreadful. It was um, dreadful. It was hard to yeah, watch. Yeah. I would say that this Thanksgiving family reunion is watchable. So I guess it stacks up a little higher cool, than cool. Cousin Eddie's Island. But what's interesting is that they were released on the same year, except for one was straight to video and one was a made-for-TV movie. The bar was just low that year. Super uh, low. We needed to be 10 or 20 years older because like, they were just putting out anything that year. Well, it's very true. We could have yeah. we could have easily had a whole franchise with National what year? Parent. What year was this? 2003. Did I ever tell you about... 
the uh, Titanic bootleg VHS that my family acquired in Manhattan. Oh my God, no. I've never heard this story before. Um, Back when Titanic was out and it was the most popular movie in the world for a very long time, uh, they would you would go to like Chinatown and you can get bootleg VHS tapes. Off you the know, streets, would, yeah. Yeah, right off the street. I mean, it wasn't legal, but you could do it. And uh, someone in my family got a copy of Titanic that was uh, a bootleg. And it remains one of the greatest pieces of performance art of all time. Okay. And we didn't realize it at the time. And I, I still think they don't realize it. But for me, I'm like, that, that was like Andy Kaufman shit. What? Um, whoever bought the Titanic, whoever bought the Titanic bootleg VHS didn't realize that they bought it from somebody who had made their own version of Titanic. No. Yes. <laughs> I'm not talking about a full production, like Be Kind Rewind with Jack Black, like where they make the whole movie up. Okay, okay. There was, the you put the tape in. All right, we're going to watch the most popular movie of all time, guys. Everybody's talking about Titanic. And it was a heavy woman in a white t-shirt that said Titanic in black letters, and she was taking a shit on the toilet. No. For 20 minutes. <laughs> For 20 minutes? Yes. Could, yeah. They couldn't stretch it onto two VHS at the time? No. No. Oh yeah, and it was God. like, that is, and I, I really swear by that. I know that sounds like a, a bit or whatever, but like, that's a it's real. It's a real deal. That's a Do real deal. Do you still own that VHS? Brother, I have looked. It's got to be in the basement somewhere. Like, There's a lot of things in that basement. I really want to go. Da- my, da- my dad was, he, and I guess still is, but more so back then. He was pretty Christian at the time. So like shit like that, I could I could see him just like breaking the tape and throwing it in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. I, I yeah, because I well, we don't have to get into that. But yeah, so he he uh I could see that I could see that not existing anymore, but I really swear of it and uh yeah, so sorry about that. National Lampoon's Thanksgiving family reunion. <laughs> no, but I really think that this movie could have been a Christmas vacation prequel because they really kept all the original character archetypes. Okay. For example, Brian Cranston plays Woodrow as a very convincing yet overly sexual cousin Eddie. He really comes off kind of as like a hillbilly. But in yeah. this, he's a little bit more of like a hippie than he is a hillbilly. It's kind of like a sex pest. Yes. Like he yeah. does some really like gross things. Judd was taking a shower and out of nowhere, Brian Cranston's character comes in and starts showering with him and like tries to like rub him up and soap him up and stuff. Did they like remake this movie down the line? It, the plot of it is just like a movie that came out a couple years ago that I think It's had... called Christmas Vacation. No. It's like, it's seriously the same plot, but just like over the top. But what I think what happened was that the guy who's in charge of the National Lampoon's company, we're just going to call him Mr. National, I think he was approached with two films. One, which was Christmas Fed, Thanksgiving Vacation, and two, Christmas Vacation 2, Eddie's Island. Okay. Eddie's Island Adventure. I thought you were saying the original Christmas Vacation, which Heavy Chase ripped off this movie. And I was like, you are too no. deep in the rabbit hole, bud. No, 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 You're no, no. way too deep in the rabbit hole. So the okay. Mr. National was very indecisive. He was very split. He didn't know what to do, which movie to make. So he's like, fuck it. Let's just make them both. Uh, except for Chevy Chase said, absolutely not. I will not do another vacation movie. And Randy Quaid was all for it, of course. But he can only do one movie at a time. So yeah. they had to change the National Lampoon's Thanksgiving vacation to Thanksgiving reunion and hire Brian Cranston. Is this um, like your fan theory? 
it is a bit of my fan theory, but I have a feeling that Mr. Mr. National himself made that decision. Because if you go back and watch Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure, you could definitely see why. Because it does sound believable, actually. See? Yes. Will you watch this movie again? Yes, I think I will. It's on oh, YouTube in like bits and pieces. Um, I'm trying to find the like DVD release of it. Since it's like a made-for-TV movie, it wasn't that big of a, a, a yeah. huge release. So it's really hard to find. I hope to find it. If one of our listeners out there has it or may have it recorded on VHS or something... Like directly from TV, please oh, hit me. God, up. yeah, I would Especially absolutely if it's love from that. TV. Oh my God, yeah. Yes, I mean, you know what? Because there aren't a lot of proper um, Thanksgiving movies. It's true. So it's nice to have another one add to the list because uh, I I can't remember. I, we say so many things on this podcast here, and and we have so many episodes. I can't be held accountable for the things I've said twenty episodes ago. I just can't. It's just, no, I it's won't impossible. Allow it. Yes. So I don't remember what I said about Cousin Eddie's Island Christmas, whatever. But that, I will never watch that again. That is horrible. I think you tried to find the gold in the poo-poo. Okay, okay. Uh, but it was, the, the gold just didn't exist to begin with. Yeah, all right. Well, whatever, that's a little diatribe. But anyway, let's go through really quick because you, okay, there's this one, which is called what? National Lampoon's Thanksgiving Reunion. Um, And then, so we also have... Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Son, planes, trains, and automobiles is like the big one. Yep. Uh, son-in-law. Yes. Which is Polly Shore. Yep. Um, we have Dutch. Which yes, is, of course. Uh, uh, Al Bundy. Yes. Uh, and, a, and a little bastard child. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and then those are like the proper Thanksgiving movies, at least for the live action, because you still have like Charlie Brown. Yes. Yeah. You oh yeah. Still you have cartoon Garfield. specials and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But you know what you don't have is uh, <laughs> BET's Rap City. What? Okay? <laughs> I mean, no, I guess I don't have that. It is somewhat sensitive subject matter. Okay. But it's true, which is which is like the idea that like you guys like you and I <laughs> don't know a lot about BET because marketing was not pitched to us. You know what I mean? <laughs> We weren't the target market. Um, we weren't the target market. <laughs> and I and yes. like yeah, I I fucking really liked hip hop a lot growing up and stuff like that. And I still have a lot of respect for a lot of those hip hop artists, but it's just like you can really see the way society and culture and television how it affects us and stuff and how even kids, you know, in a in a public school where you can sit wherever you want at lunch, they self segregate. They you know, yes. you, you could see that. It's and it's very strange, and and, I, and thankfully the world is evolving into into a place where that's not really the case anymore. And it's a lot more it, accepting. It, it is more accepting. It's more, more multicultural. But uh, the truth was, back in the nineties, um, kids like Bryce and I were not watching BET's Rap City. Not Rap City, but I was watching BET at like three or four o'clock in the morning when they were showing like the uncensored videos and stuff. Yeah, no, you know what? I gotta be yeah. real with you. I like been getting up early lately and. The only thing good on actual cable television at 5.30 in the morning is on BET. They play Martin and they yes, play- the Fresh Prince you know, of Bel-Air. And, yeah, so it's yes. like, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's got its good channels. And I actually like a lot of the made-for-TV BET stuff, especially the holiday stuff. I really do like it. I've never heard of this one, though. Well, this is Rhapsody. Rhapsody was basically their TRL. Okay, in a way, it was it was a block of uh, 
music video TV programming. It ran from 1989. It uh, closed up shop in 2008. It would have, much like PRL, it would have music videos. They'd have rappers on to come do freestyles, um, interviews with the rappers. Then it would each episode would be coasted, uh, co-hosted by a uh, different popular DJ of of the time. Oh, cool! And actually, like. This would actually really have been right up my alley because I, I do joke, you know, one of my things I say at the beginning of the show is the rapper at the middle school lunch table. Um, that's not being facetious, man. I was really <laughs> trying to go for it back then. I, I really was. Well, maybe someday they'll we'll do an, a rap episode or something like that. But we have uh, to. There doesn't seem like a time to really dive into that. But that's a real thing. I, I, I love hip hop and I loved it a lot back then. And uh, I grew up in a very multicultural area. In fact, like uh, Caucasian folks like myself were kind of the minority where I grew up. How can I not want to be like all the cool kids in my class? And they were all rapping and they were all dressing a certain way. So I wanted to do the same thing. And I would have loved uh, BET's Rap City, but I didn't know about it. So how does this tie back to Thanksgiving? Oh, okay. Glad you asked because I was ready to never talk about that again. <laughs> It ties into Thanksgiving because they had the Thanksgiving special. Okay. And in the special, uh, which is hosted by Big Tig, uh, he can't make it home canonically in the episode for Thanksgiving. And he's like, yo, man, I can't make it home. I'm stuck in the hood for Thanksgiving. But uh, my man Reggie, a.k.a. Redman, said I could come to his house for Thanksgiving. What? Big Tig goes to Redman's house. Yes. uh, For Thanksgiving. And it is wonderful. It is wonderful, dude. This is definitely another thing that, like, I will add to my thing every year, my Thanksgiving playlist, my stuff I watch leading up to Thanksgiving in November. And I think you should check this out, too. Um, Is it on YouTube? It's on YouTube in full. Uh, And what's even better about it, whoever uploaded it, it's a VHS rip. Oh, even better. So it has the commercials and stuff in it? Well, they they did edit the commercials out, but it has that nice, like, VHS static and CRT dreamy buzziness. Love it. And Redman, by the way, I'm a big I, I I'm a big Redman fan. Best rapper out of New Jersey, hands down. Uh he is like the unofficial assassin of Wu Tang clan. Uh yes. he you've seen his wonderful house on MTV Cribs. If you haven't, by some odd chance, look that shit up because that is wonderful. It is. Um uh, How High. How high, one of my favorites from back in the day. Absolutely. Uh but yeah, Redman is great. And they go to his house for Thanksgiving in this 1998 BET Rhapsody special. And uh, I, I can't tell you every joke or every bit or everything they talk about, but I'm going to just give you some notes and some highlights of things that I liked. And I really high, highly recommend that you watch it because it was fucking cool. Laying on me, J-Dog. If you don't if you're, if you don't know Redman like super well, he knows how to talk. You know what I mean? Like He's a smooth talker too. He's a smooth talker and he's really good at like – just interviews and making everything feel kind of important. Like, uh, you know, you could ask him anything and he's got something to say back yes. and he's, and, and it's, you could tell it's just cause he's got fucking style. Uh, he's you very know, which, charismatic too. He's so charismatic. That's the way to word it. Like you could see big Tig was asking him questions that he didn't really have answers for, but he knew how to like respond in a way that was like, you know, when it's all just about how it goes and it's, you know, and he's like, yes. he's not saying anything, but you fully buy it. You're like, hell yeah, red man. You, you get it. You get it. <laughs> yes, I've, yes. I've uh, met red man twice. By oh, the no way. shit. That's um, great. Maybe I'll get into that. Okay. okay. It is a funny story. But Someday it, soon. It's, it is damning in some senses. Uh, <laughs> 
on top of being charismatic, charismatic, he is funny as hell. Redman is funny as shit. I mean, he w- was a big part of not only uh, in front of the camera on How High, but he's like a big part of why that movie's funny and mm. uh, the writing behind it and the bits behind it and stuff like that. And and he gets to bring his humor out in this special. And, you know, yes. like he drops a turkey on the ground and he's riffing with Big Tig and he knows what to say at any moment to make it kind of funny or So this is really not scripted then? Not at all. And you could tell. But like in in if it was a different rapper or a different guy in Redman's spot, it, this wouldn't have been as interesting. I bet. But Redman just knows how to talk. He knows what to say. You could ask him anything, and even if he doesn't have an answer for it, he's going to say something or respond in an interesting way. And I found that true even when I met him too. Oh, and it, what I really like about it, I like a lot about it. But but one of the things that stands out to me is that it's very heavy on Thanksgiving, uh, which is like <laughs> I do that on the podcast here a little bit, like whenever we were doing a Halloween or Christmas or Thanksgiving episode, like I always try to, if I feel like we've gone five minutes without mentioning the holiday, I'm like, and this relates to this holiday because of that. I always try to <laughs> yes. tie it back. You laid on thick. And yes. So really big take is just there. Cause yeah, Redman has an album dropping, uh, in December of that year. Okay. Um, so he's really there just to promote the album. And Big Tig keeps going saying, so, man, let me know about this album. Like, what can we expect? And Redman keeps bringing it back. Like, hold on. You got to help me with the uh, Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, like he keeps bringing it back to Thanksgiving. (laughs) So, like, he he didn't forget the theme. So, like, when you're watching this thing, uh, which is like, you know, 20, 30 minutes, it it never gets lost on you that you're watching a Thanksgiving thing. Oh, and uh, one of the best things is that the way it ends is they, they finish the meal and some of Redman's friends and family come over and uh, they play N64. And that's oh, how it ends, them playing man. N64. Yeah, That really sets the time. Yeah, it's great, man. Uh, 1998, I, I absolutely recommend that you check this out. It's so um, odd and similar to uh, my last entry, the Bone Chillers, which is just sort of like, it just feels like it's from another time. You know, you're just like, yes, ah, it, it feels that very- That is a good point. Of its time and like it's that doesn't exist anymore. You know what I mean? Especially on this holiday, like Red Man on Thanksgiving. How Red Man wild. on Thanksgiving, man on uh, BET Rap City, nineteen ninety eight. Well, J Dog, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What does Gary Busey and Thanksgiving have in common? Cool. I uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. He is, um, he is American to his core. <laughs> um, he is old. He's been around a very long time. Uh huh. He is dry and leathery like an overcooked turkey. Okay. Well, I'm going to go stop you there because you're totally wrong. Oh. Well, I okay. He has in common with Thanksgiving two words. Shasta McNasty. Shasta McNasty. (laughs) Have you ever heard of this before? I know the phrase, but I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So Shasta McNasty was an American sitcom that aired on UPN during 1999 and 2000. Did you, like, were you a watcher of this? Not when it premiered. I found it looking on the internet and I was blown away because I feel that this is something that would be right up our alley if we were, like, in our 20s in the late 90s. Um, But this is, okay, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so Shasta McNasty focused on three, like, scuzzbag friends, Scott, Dennis, and Randy, who are part of this rap rock band called Shasta McNasty. Are you making this up on the spot? 
I really wish I could be because I'm real. the big bucks right that's, now. That's true. <laughs> this is a pretty unique. This would be hard pressed to come up with that, this idea. You're right. I can't believe this. <laughs> you guys have to see pictures of this shit. Am I the only person? Did you know? I didn't know. I've never heard of this before. You're not the only person. You, am I the only person who? The thing is, I've heard. I've heard somebody say Shasta McNasty. I know that I've heard that before. I don't know if that's a term that also means something. I've heard that before. It probably does. The, the This show did not invent Shasta McNasty. Oh my God, that's Gary Busey's son. Yes, okay, well, you've already given away. So Jake Busey, which is Gary Busey's son, uh, stars in this. And for the Thanksgiving special, when the boys are desperate for a Thanksgiving meal, they take a trip to the homeless shelter to find out that Dennis, who's played by Jake Busey, finds this older guy that looks just like him. And come to find out, it's his deadbeat dad, Jake, who's played by Gary Busey. Wow. Okay. Tell, you're looking at me in the eyes with a straight face and you're telling me that in 1999, there was a sitcom. Yes. About a rap, rap rock band. Correct. And Gary Busey's son was in every episode of it. In every episode. And then Gary Busey's dad, who's his real dad, plays his fictional dad in in the Thanksgiving episode. For real, am I the only person who's never heard of this? Like, does, have people heard of this? I don't know. This Do is, people know this? Just kind of going back with your last couple picks, man. It feels like it's from a different dimension and somehow just leaked into ours. Because I, I, we, we talked about it off air a little bit but like you know being a, a podcast that talks about pop culture and stuff like sometimes you don't want to admit when you don't know something because you want to the listeners to feel like they're turning to a reputable source but like sure i got it i do not fucking know i've never heard of this <laughs> i this does not seem familiar it's, it's insane a rap well, rock probably, sitcom there's, there's a reason Fred why Durst pitch this like <laughs> hey upn i got a great idea Rap rock sitcom. You see, you see the amount of syllables. Rap rock sitcom. You can really separate those syllables. That's true, and it does sound like something that Fred would say. Yeah, um, and I know that personally because he's a friend of mine. Oh, cool. You're, you're friends with Redman and Fred Durst. That's amazing. That's true. I shouldn't joke about who I know now because it looks like Boy Who Cried Wolf. It kind of does at this point. <laughs> but anyway, so back to this episode, uh, Dennis. I really did. I, I believe you. Everyone believes you too. I can tell. Okay. All right. So, so Dennis. I've got the picture to prove it. Dennis meets his deadbeat dad that left him when he was younger. Come to find out Jack is homeless. doesn't have a job. He's kicked out by his girlfriend. And Dennis decides to take him in. But the guys don't like him at all. So they try to kick him out by getting him a job or uh, get him back with his girlfriend. Which they also find out that. His girlfriend is a stripper, a daytime stripper. Dude. And <laughs> there's a lot that happens. It's like, and then, and then. Do you think that, like, from what you watched today, have you seen much of this show? I've watched every episode. There's only one season, so there's not a whole lot there. Yes. God, of course you did. How, like, what What were the circumstances? What, like, how did you say, I'm going to watch every episode of, uh, what is this called? Boppin' Strange? What were you, <laughs> Shasta, Shasta McNasty. McNasty. What did I, I say? I just, <laughs> I randomly found a torrent that had all the episodes on it. And they were recorded from VHS. Mm-hmm. And I don't have, like, no recollection of this. So I did it's a really funny how you just stumbled upon a Shasta. You didn't, you weren't looking for it. You just stumbled upon it. Seriously. I like, I like that. I'm looking at it. You guys have to, if you guys have never heard of this show. You have to look up a picture of Shasta McNasty. You have to just Google it, and the first image 
is them crouching down. And this is so embarrassing. <laughs> is it their promo pick? It's just the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Uh, you, you, yeah, that's yeah. their promo pick. It's, it's very embarrassing, especially Jake Busey. Yeah. Like Jake looks like a younger Gary Busey and it, it looks embarrassing because he has like this really blonde spiked hair, a leather jacket, and a really weird like smile on his face. It's not even really a smile. Yeah. But anyway, so Shasta McNasty got canceled halfway through their first season to be quote unquote reworked. And it came back a couple months later to finish out the rest of the season with their reworked format to just get canceled for good. So that's probably the reason why you'd never heard of it, because it, it came and went. A lot of UPN shows or sitcoms were that same way. It didn't, they lasted maybe half a season, a full season if they were lucky, and then they were just gone to the ether. What year was this again? I, I'm having a hard time remembering years today. 1999 to 2000. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. That, like, I don't think there was anything on UPN I was watching, so there was like no crossover for me to see Maybe this. Bill the Comedian. Oh, God. Damn it. Uh-oh. Sid Dad. Hey. Yeah? They got to bring out Jake Busey, man. He got the biggest teeth I've ever seen. <laughs> man, they got to have... They want to bring in Jake Busey for a sitcom. They got to have two sitcoms now. One for him and one for his teeth. Motherfuckers' teeth are so big they need a no show. <laughs> God damn. That's actually pretty good. I don't know if that's a real bit. You've written that before. I'm that's just whiffing, man. I'm I sitcom. Like no, I'm not sitcom. Great. I'm Sinbad. <laughs> Wait, I'm not some bad. I'm Billy Comedian. I'm Bill, the comedian. This is a riff. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Scott Adams, the creator of the comic book strip, Dilbert, called Shasta McNasty the <sighs> worst show ever in history. And it actually blames the show for the cancellation of the Dilbert animated series, which was Shasta McNasty's lead-in program. So it came on right before... Shasta McNasty on UPN, and they both got canceled at the same time. <laughs> UPN was not a good station. No, it reminds me a lot of like the CW. I was you were talking about Dilbert, and I was thinking about a sitcom called Dillhole. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got I just the name is all I have now. I don't have oh, okay. really any any well, of the. Put a pin in it. We'll come back to it, okay? Yeah. (laughs) So needless to say, this show never got a proper release. I do have all the episodes. And I think I'm going to upload this specific episode to our YouTube channel for Thanksgiving. So once I put it up there, I'll let you know and the listeners know so you can see how strange this episode is for yourself. Well, you're you're running a a live Thanksgiving leftovers uh, broadcast, aren't you? Yes, I am. Man, I, I think you got a lot of stuff here that you can you can show <laughs> the can people. Work I mean, the thing is, as yes. we were talking about before we started, there's like there's so many Thanksgiving specials. Every sitcom seems to have a Thanksgiving special. It's easy. It's like the easiest special you can make with a uh, Halloween special. You need costumes. With this, you just need like a prop turkey or something. You know? Yeah, and you have the family. One of the things that I think is a huge uh, pop cultural staple and it has a proper place here at Thanksgiving is uh, Bill Swirsky's Superfans. You know what Bill Swirsky's Superfans is? I don't I don't no. take you, Bryce, as a SNL guy, but in the early 90s, uh, you know what it was? You know what you don't realize you know. It. It's the Bears. Oh, that's, it's, it's I didn't that realize what, that's, that's what that segment was called. Right. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I, I, as I was saying it, I was like, nobody knows what that's called. Everybody think that's just called the bears. <laughs> but yes, Bill Swirsky's super fans. was like a reoccurring, uh, segment that would appear on the show. Uh, they had George went, uh, to be honest, it had a rotating cast. Most famously, 
uh, Chris Farley was like always there, but but they did yeah. have like a Michael Myers. Cast. People people would hop in. Yeah, Michael Myers was there. Um, not the rapper, not the killer, the comedian. But um, this is a reoccurring bit with uh, this one with George Went, who is Norm from Cheers, and in this bit he plays uh, Bill Swirsky. This has Chris Farley. Everybody knows Chris Farley is. It's Mike Myers in this in this one, and uh, Robert Smeagol, and uh, who is mostly a comedy writer, but he is famous as the uh, voice and puppeteer of Triumph, the uh, insult comedy dog. Oh, okay. I thought that name sounded familiar. And uh, more recently, he 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 co-wrote this uh, Hotel Transylvania. So, movie. but this is the Thanksgiving special, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's okay. why. That's why. We, yeah, that's why I'm bringing. I, I was it up. curious because I recently watch this oh did you watch the thanksgiving one yes well just this segment oh, okay so you know all about it yes i know everything about okay, it. okay okay good well um so then you know <laughs> pretty much everything i guess i guess that's we're done it. here that's all that's all i guess we're done for this pick uh no the guys are <laughs> celebrating thanksgiving as one would a- away from their family yes about uh about chicago sports Yep. They're having a great feast. But I think what's actually pretty special about this is uh, you re- obviously you remember. I'm not going to surprise you because you've just seen it because you know everything, apparently. Can't tell me any different. The Culkins are in this. Yes. The Culkin boys. Uh, yep. We've got Macaulay and uh, little shitty brother. Uh, yeah. What's his Ethan? name? Kieran. 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 That's even a shitty name. Ethan? <laughs> no. Uh, Stu? Kieran sounds like a brat name. Sorry if you're out does. there listening to names Kieran. That's a sounds like a brat's name. <laughs> you get get whatever Lego set you want for Christmas and you just cry about it. But Kieran <laughs> uh played Fuller in, in Home Alone. He was the kid who's yep. always uh pissing the bed. Well, my favorite like kind of side character in, in Home Alone. Uh but yeah, both the I don't know, there's probably more Colkin kids too. I don't know, you can't know everything. There are. But uh <laughs> Oh, Trust you just me. know everything, huh? There are. <laughs> what are you, a Colkin expert? Yeah. J.R.R. Colkin? <laughs> oh, there's a bit. There's a bit, I guys. I smell a bit. <laughs> oh, it's going to take a little bit to workshop, but uh, Lord of the Rings as by uh, Macaulay Colkin. J.R.R. Colkin. Uh, but he plays all the characters. Yeah, you know what the thing is, though? You would have to, to do this bit. You'd have to have a good... Macaulay Culkin impression, and I d- I just don't have That's that. That's kind of hard. I don't think there is a Macaulay Culkin impression. I think you just have to know what he talks. You could do a Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could do a Macaulay Culkin impression uh, in person because all you have to just talk normal, but with like your legs crossed and your arms kind of flailing femininely and stuff. Yep, because that's a good. Ooh, every once in a while, you get hit with a bit. Um, <laughs> But uh, I like this because then, you know, the kids, the, the reason why the Culkins come in is they are supposed to be like the local sixth graders doing a Thanksgiving presentation and showing off their uh, Thanksgiving meal, which, of course, in Chicago, Chicago, Chicago exists of pork chops, strip steak, kiel- yep, kielbasa. Uh, kielbasa, as uh, Macaulay. Uh, Isn't there some ribs in there? There are baby right? back ri- There are baby back ribs and there is a big pile of uh, potatoes. Um, I want to just say like watch this it's a seven minute bit and it's even if you don't find snl funny because a lot of it isn't um sad but true <laughs> sad but true uh there this is this is the, this is one of the good eras and yes. uh like all a lot of the legends are there the legends of tomorrow are are you know cutting their teeth on snl back in 91 and uh 
actually it's like the legend the legends of yesterday by this point because we're ancient ghouls by now it's not 1996 anymore <laughs> ancient. yeah the legends of tomorrow the world of 1996 Beverly Hills Ninja, Chris Farley. Right. <laughs> but I, there's, it's a, it's a comedy bit. How much can you say about a comedy bit? Like, you know, it's not going to be, if I'm not going to explain the whole thing, it's not going to be as funny as you seeing the whole thing. But I do think it is a little special beyond being a comedy thing because it just feels like something. And I, I, I couldn't quite place it. So I started reading the comments on the YouTube clip. And uh, the top comment says, and I'll quote them because I just can't word it any better than they did. This feels like watching something from a world that doesn't exist anymore. Wow. And I was just like, yeah, and it doesn't mean that in the way of like, yeah, PC culture killed comedy. Nothing like that. It's just like, it just doesn't feel like, you know, some of these guys are dead. It's fuzzy. The sense of humor doesn't like really exist anymore. I I, I don't know. I just can't quite place it. Back when men were men and had a heart attack once a week. You know what I mean? <laughs> or five last week. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how's it going, boys? You have a heart attack this week? Oh, I had a couple. Yeah. Wow, five. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. Well, J-Dog, can you name a bigger Thanksgiving tradition than watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Um, getting screamed at in front of your family is probably a bigger tradition. Damn, that's... So TV really made... This event, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, seemed seamless and looked very elegant. But in fact, there have been hundreds of accidents and disasters reported during the parade. Yeah, man, those those fucking balloons are heavy as shit. You have no idea. And this goes like way beyond Willard Scott getting, you know, a little handsy with some of the women during the live coverage of the parade. Wow, really? Yeah, I... Have you ever gone back and re- like rewatched some of the older Thanksgiving parades? I do, but I, I I almost never um like really focus on it. He makes you feel uncomfortable. Oh, okay, cool. That's classic. <laughs> that's dude. Come on, that's classic Americana. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, let's talk about the Great Balloon Massacre, okay? Oh God! This nickname was given to the 1997 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade after its highest record of accidents during the event. Mm, I like so you it. might remember that the wind was terrible that year. Oh, God. Ha- I think I know this year exactly. Yes, and the balloon handlers had a hard time mm-hmm, controlling mm-hmm. their balloons. And I think, okay, yeah, this is a good one. This is really good. So let's talk about the ice cream cone balloon first. Mm-hmm. Uh, this ice cream cone balloon was massive, and it caught a heavy gust of wind, which actually threw one of the handlers up in the air. Yes, yes. Like it threw him like straight up. Like it looked like a American death. And then, <laughs> and another gust of wind caught the Arthur balloon, causing Arthur's arm to get tangled up in a tree and actually like tear its arm off. Yeah, and if he wasn't such a nerd pansy, he would have probably not had that happen to him. But he was always worried about. I don't reading know. Books Maybe he would like stood up to yeah. the. To oh, okay, the okay, and, okay. Fair know, enough. Fair you enough. Know, you know. Um, the, the Pink Panther was reportedly the toughest balloon to handle during uh, this <laughs> particular Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. They even lowered him like to ground level, thinking that they would have more control over him because I guess if it's not as high, I, I don't really understand the logic. But anyway, I think it's like a flying a kite. You know? Sure. Except it's a maniac. That's what it's like. Uh, wrangling a giant pink panther on a windy day must be like wrangling a giant maniac. Like, if could you imagine that? If there was a giant yes. who was in a mental institution, they let okay, guys, we gotta we gotta wrangle him up to the they other like one. They lasso just, him, just and they're shaking to... his head in every direction. Yes. Ah! 
<laughs> now imagine that as like a 70 foot huge actually it's larger than 70 foot because that's the the maximum nowadays but imagine this huge balloon you have five different probably more than that probably 15 different uh, handlers trying to keep control of this balloon and this balloon is just going crazy and it kept repeatedly knocking over the handlers and uh, there was a lot of them that landed face first to the ground and it actually almost suffocated a woman and her daughter like they got trapped in the middle of it as it was too close to the ground and they couldn't work their way out of it and they almost suffocated and at 42nd street he eventually collapsed thankfully which uh, was caused by a rip from a lamppost and it was reported that one of the handlers uh, colleagues was knocked unconscious during the collapse and but this was never confirmed this is great actually report this or not but here's my favorite part all right the nypd had to stab the balloon repeatedly until it was completely destroyed. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine them? Get like, them, boys. Yes, just jabbing them, shanking them. They've been practicing violence uh, for a very long time. <laughs> yes. And uh, I was just thinking as you were talking that they should do um, like a sci-fi made-for-TV movie level disaster movie about uh, a parade gone wrong. Oh, dude. You know how they always have like – Movies about tornadoes and yes, movies about like ice disaster storms movies, and, but it's, and all, yeah, disaster movies. It's gonna be like Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, like that level. Yeah, but the the hero has to be Nicolas Cage. It Dude, just has to be. I'm not even doing a bit. You you've read my mind. I seriously <laughs> was serious? like, like it's gotta that's be. That's the first thing that came to my mind, and that's doable now because his stocks. He'll do anything. He'll do yes. anything. Anything that pays, he'll do. Like like he'll probably do your kid's birthday party. <laughs> if you that's pay too, them enough that's too many i don't candles. want to say anything that's too many candles uh i don't know how old you are but if i'm going to be acting that's too many candles i don't want to go up <laughs> because my hair is not made out of human hair anymore it's made out of uh polyfiber and uh, right. i have it plugged into the top of my head very flammable i can't walk by that many candles okay oh my so, god nicholas watch out there is a massive floating Pink Panther that we can't call Pink Panther because he can't afford the rights. What are we going to do? We have to save the city. Watch out for that. What is that behind you? Which balloon? Watch out for it. Ah. It's coming. Oh, no. We have to get out of the city. <laughs> we, have to re- we have to get out of the city. I'm going to do this movie about... A parade. It's called the Black Parade. And <laughs> That's what the movie's about. Like they're trying not to copyright a Michael Mocha romance, but the intro. they still use that song as no, the it's intro. Called, it's called the Dark Parade. The Dark Parade. It has parade. nothing there to do with the Black Parade. And it goes, now I was a child. My father took me to the Dark Parade. <laughs> <laughs> and things started going wrong. The movie? No, the oh, whole, the whole yes. movie is actually a musical. It's a disaster. Oh, okay. It's a disaster movie, but it's a, it's a, musical, a musical as well. well. The whole time he's going, and it's and and that'll be the whole. It's like I've always wanted to be in a disaster movie that was a musical. Right. I think it's the highest end of artistic expression is being in a disaster <laughs> movie that's a musical. <laughs> he writes, directs, produces, stars. Boom, writes boom, all boom, of boom, the music, boom, boom, like boom, everything. Boom, boom. There's a parade and it's dangerous. Boom, 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 ah. ah, boom, 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 boom. This is a good idea. This is a fantastic idea. I feel like we need to take this out of the podcast so nobody else steals it. Yeah. 
uh, Nick Cage himself out there listening. Uh, oh, I, you shit. know what? Just do it. Just leave yeah, it. I agree. Take this idea because yep. I'm never going to put time into this. You have our permission. I'm never going to put time into the Nicolas Cage disaster movie that is a musical about a, actually, this is a good idea. And now that I go through it again, maybe we should do something about this. <laughs> a disaster movie about a parade. It's oh. also a musical. Okay. okay all, right, all right. All right. All right. Okay, all right. Boys. Another pin. We got to put another pin in there. Now for the balloon that was described as the worst accident in the parade's history. Yes. The cat in the hat balloon. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is a monster. This balloon was huge. It was one of the biggest balloons to ever step foot during the parade. And as you can imagine, it was hard to control even without the high winds that day. That's true. Uh, true the fuck out of that. And you know that there is also a corner of the internet that is, uh, and I am I have dipped my toes. Uh, you could say I've gone down to my knee even in okay. uh, this corner of the internet, which is folks who uh, are aficionados on the Macy's Parade, and they they've watched all the old ones, and they go back and they watch them regularly. I do like to visit the '89 one. That's yes, probably my favorite uh, parade. But go back um, and listen to our last year's Thanksgiving special. Yeah, we it, go it's further detail about that. One. It's so painful to me that I can't talk about fred travelina as the joker and alf because i already talked about it last year it's like <laughs> you ever see that meme where the kid's neck is filled with veins because he's holding in some <laughs> yes, information that's, that's what that's i feel like feel. <laughs> yeah i just like i want to talk about fred travelina and alf <laughs> because comedians like him don't exist anymore man no they really don't uh but the cat in the hat balloon hit a lamppost at central park west and another one at 72nd Street, which ended up knocking parts of the light onto the crowd, injuring four people and most notably severely injuring a woman to the point where it actually put her in a month-long coma. Wait a second. Is this just the part where Green Goblin comes in the parade during Spider-Man 2001? Yes, but there's no Spider-Man. And Macy Gray is there and she's going, Baby, I know you had a bad day. You are so mad at me. And then... <coughs> what? Why are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> oh, God. Don't do... Yeah, wow, that's a danger. There's That should come with a disclaimer, that bit. Really? Not worth it. If I hope that made at least one person laugh, because I'm in physical pain. <laughs> so yeah. this woman eventually sued uh, Macy's for, the near, for nearly killing her in 2001. Uh, she made a full recovery, thankfully. And needless to say, once the woman won the lawsuit, they retired the cat in the hat balloon. So I encourage you this Thanksgiving, when you're trying to wake up in the morning and trying to gain enough energy to deal with your family just for a few hours to eat some turkey and you're watching your Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, pay attention to everyone in the crowd, pay attention to all the participants and especially like the balloon handlers and look for those little mishaps. So I think it makes the Thanksgiving parade that more special and interesting. You never know when disaster could happen. We have to get That's out That's so city. true. Thank you, Nick or Nicholas. Would you prefer to be called Nicholas? Well, in this movie, I'm called Slade Craven. Oh, Slade. Yeah. Sorry, it's a full name. Slade, Slade Craven. Craven. Okay, here's the plot. Okay, so <laughs> Slade Craven is uh, he used to be in a motorcycle gang. Uh, okay. So he rides motorcycles and wears leather jackets. And you could just tell, you know, from a distance, wow, that's a cool guy. 
Okay. Are we talking about Ghost Rider now? Uh, no, no, no. This is Slade Craven. Okay. Oh, Slade Craven. And uh, so sorry, I just got the two mixed up. That's he strange. becomes a balloon handler. Okay, at a parade. Okay. And he's but he's cool. He has a leather jacket. Okay. And that's when everything goes wrong, and Slade Craven has to uh, save the day with music. Okay, okay. lots of music. Um, is there a lot of dancing in this? No, because that's exceptionally lame. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Slade Craven. Um, sorry, I, I asked you towards the beginning uh, what your traditions are uh, for Thanksgiving. Yes. And uh, you gave me a roundabout answer. You hate everything and you don't want to do anything. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. So yeah. I don't know. My, my, I don't, like, don't really have any traditions anymore. They're bouncing all over the place uh, for this holiday. The only really tradition we have is we, we watch the parade uh, when we get up. Um, and we make uh, cinnamon rolls, fresh cinnamon mm, rolls. Um, that's, cinnamon our only, that's our only really um, tradition because, you know, who, whose house it's going to be always changes and stuff like that. But uh, my my tradition as a kid is I would make every year, man, and, like, you kind of dreaded it, but also it was, like, this pilgrimage. Uh, and you just you felt like, I don't know, it's hard to describe, man. Only only a handful of people I know will, will be able to relate to this specifically. But okay. you drive to Maine through the through the darkness of the night and we'd have thanksgiving in maine at my grandmother's house and i live in central new jersey so that's an eight hour drive and uh, that's a long drive especially for a kid late november so it's getting cold out and uh, we'd always leave at like 2 a.m so we would that's kind of the trick because if you leave at 2 a.m you don't really hit any traffic by the time the morning traffic starts you're already where you got to be yep so you'd be like half awake and it would be cold and you're in pajamas and it kind of hurts and you're in the car for a long time. Yeah, the batteries of your Game Boy dies. Yes. Like, no. Yeah. Oh, oh, big, big Game Boy situation on that trip. I would, I would, mm. I would major get a lot, a lot of hours onto the Game Boy <laughs> on, that, on that trip. But um, that was kind of my thing. And like, even though we always in my family, um, I'm sure you have things like this too. We kind of like talked about how dreadful the ride was like oh we get that ride yeah. coming up all that stuff. but i think we all secretly kind of looked forward to it in a way in a weird way just because like tradition is fun even if it's kind of unpleasant and i think that that's the point of thanksgiving so i think that that's <laughs> why i like that so much <laughs> i love that so maine is connected to to in my head to thanksgiving and i i ran across this vhs tape called that i brought up on the show briefly before called how to eat a lobster oh my god did you watch any of this you know what i really have not i remember you bringing this up during our vhs covers yes oh wow is that when i brought it up check it out check it out i mean okay it's only related to thanksgiving because i feel like it is so i can't (laughs) you know okay but it's so worth watching because it's another thing that just like is from another timeline it just doesn't exist anymore this kind of shit like this is an instructional video on how to how the process of how lobsters are caught, how they're cooked, and how you crack them open and eat them. And if wow. you've never been to Maine or you don't know much about Maine, lobster is like... It's key. That's what the whole state is about. And literally to the point where, you know, we would go every Thanksgiving. So I'm somewhat of an authority on this. But right. uh, <laughs> even like shitty non-brand gas stations on the side of the road have a lobster tank out front of their store. You can get lobster. I'm not kidding. You can get lobster I anywhere it. in that state. In fact, most of the time 
when we ate lobster there, because we would do that every trip, uh, I would get it from the gas station, uh, <laughs> which is like Did such you get a to pick strange. It out and yeah, it, you you pick it out just like you're in a supermarket. Everybody has has, has lobster there, but uh, <laughs> this videotape is hosted by a guy who named Alan Smith, and he is um, introduced in this tape as main humorist. Alan Smith. So what is a humorist? Uh, he's not really a comedian. Not a comedian, yeah. I think he's just a funny guy around town okay. kind of thing, you know? Like people, he, people say he's funny, and that's he's it, a, maybe Maybe, like, when you look up humorist, because I was so interested in that, because when I, I was uh, promoting a mini-series, mini-web series I did a few years back called Bad Taste, where I ate mm. uh, expired candy. And uh, when I was promoting that, um, I was interviewed uh, at, by a news a New York City newspaper because the production company I worked with it was their first production in many years, and so okay. it drew a little buzz. And uh, ultimately, we made it a few episodes and then burned out. But it is a fun series to revisit if you've not seen it and you're listening to the show. It's called Bad Taste. You could YouTube it. Bad Taste with Jamie Kills me. Highly recommend it. Thank you. I don't mean to plug my old shit, but that's just what it is. <laughs> but they're great. They're fun but, to watch. Uh, when I was interviewed, they were like, what do we call you? I'm like, I don't know. And then, like, they said, all right, whatever. And then the interview was over. And then when I read it, it said, uh, comedian, Jamie Kilsby. And I didn't tell them I was a comedian. I wasn't doing stand-up at the time that we made that. But uh-huh. um, I just, like, now in retrospect, I'd be like, call me a humorist. Because I think that's what a humorist <laughs> is. Maybe yeah. I write some funny articles here and yeah. there. Maybe I appear here. Maybe I do that. So that I think that I'm going to go by humorist for now on. You know, I like that. Yes. yes. So, because uh, the, the humorist I think doesn't doesn't exist anymore either. So I'm going to be a sign of an old time. But main humorist <laughs> Alan Smith is the host of this How to Eat a Lobster tape, and uh, he's so good. The closest thing that you would know if if like I know you haven't seen it, so probably a bunch of listeners don't know what a main accent sounds like. The closest thing, and he's not doing a perfect job, but the closest thing is uh, Herman Munster in uh, in Pet Cemetery. And he goes, you don't got to go down the road there. That's a bad road down there. If they want to put the boy in the Pet Cemetery there. Oh, that is okay. the, That's the closest in pop culture to a, main, a proper main accent. But if you watch this tape, How to Eat a Lobster, uh, with humorist Alan Smith you'll you'll hear what a real main accent is and it's and it's special it's almost like if you ran into someone with that real main accent you would think they were from another country (laughs) wow it sounds that foreign though where is what is that are you from like denmark or something you know it's like it's really interesting but um it is oddly soothing hmm to your soul and to your ears and i think this is an this is really interesting topic which is like I know you're into it, Bryce, um, and I know a lot of our listeners are kind of tuned into the same stuff we are, so they're probably, you know, know about this too, but th- I don't think it's as popular uh, as, as you know, cartoons and stuff, which is that oddly comforting, old, weird VHS footage of, like, mundane shit, like uh, yes. we talked about um, the infomercials of uh, Ronco 
yes. you know, his old infomercials and like Martha Stewart's early 90s Thanksgiving things where it's like there's no music and she's just like there's one camera focused on her standing in the in the kitchen and she's just talking about cooking her food and she's doing it. It's not high production. Uh-huh. That's how I felt about the old like Food Network shows because it was very one camera, pretty much no script at all. And, and sometimes it wasn't even an audience. So it was just really kind of ASMR. Exactly. The, yeah, I'm glad you said that. The stuff from like the late 80s of that genre, like the Ronco infomercials and, and these different like cookie shows and stuff. When you go watch that old VHS footage, you could like fall asleep to it. It's like weirdly soothing. Very easily. So I'm glad you agree with me on that and you know what I'm talking about. Because like I feel like I can't explain that to everybody and they'll get it. I feel like we need to focus an episode on that pretty soon. I would love – I dude, I would love – I would like – I would do a whole series on that. But yeah, we should, we, we should do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is that, that cozy VHS CRT TV vibes, but like times 10, like it's the heaviest you've ever seen those vibes because he, it's got that funny main accent, but he kind of has a soothing voice and in between shots of like them on the fishing boat, he takes you on the fishing boat like it's TV special and shows where the lies. There's also just these like beautiful VHS shots of like the main coastline, which is some of the most beautiful shit. Just like some B-roll. Yeah, it just it's just great. And I, I know that this is a Thanksgiving show. And I'm ending it on something that's kind of explicitly not Thanksgiving on its own. But however, like I mentioned before, it it does tie in when you think about the unpleasant trip and and how you know. How traditions are, they're painful, but they're also pleasant. They're, 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 they're important. Yes. And one out of all things, traditions make me feel the most nostalgic. Yeah. And it, it is the, sometimes it is that car ride that you dread. But for some reason, I feel, even looking back at it, I feel nostalgic for it. I feel nostalgic for seeing the sun slowly rise where I can finally start seeing what's on my Game Boy and yeah. hearing yeah. the Christmas music starting to be played on the radio as they're flipping through the channels. And, you know, even we're only an hour away from our grandparents' place and the excitement starts setting in. You're yeah. like, ooh, yes, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's all nostalgic. You've You've nailed it. You've nailed it. And I think that additionally, the... It couldn't be said better than this one meme I've seen that was like, why do we dress up fly as hell on Thanksgiving just to walk around the kitchen? Where it's like, <laughs> that's true, but that there point. is a lot of rushing around and shit. And everybody's, oh, the turkey's not going to be ready in time. Blah, 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 blah. You just wind up sitting there and like yeah. watching TV. And so I think like comfort is a comfort is a big part of the holiday as well. Yes. So like these old tapes that you just sort of like. This is like the perfect thing to put on after you've eaten and you're and you're zoning out and that trip to fan is hitting. Listen to humorist Alan Smith talk about the main countryside because I I think about the main coastline when I think about Thanksgiving. Well, there you have it. A collection of weird, strange, bizarre Thanksgiving specials and Gary Busey rap. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, that was uh, that was BET's <laughs> Rap City. Well, let me ask you a question because I think that I have a new tradition for wrapping the show up here. Okay, uh, which is asking you if there was a Thanksgiving special of Teen Angel. <laughs> I like this. You know what? I don't think they made one. No, I don't think so either. At least I don't. I don't. Recall. I looked it up and um, because I wanted to ask you and I want to see if there, and, and I don't see anything. Okay, but uh, is there any episodes that stand out in your head? Uh, that kind of would fit the day to watch. 
Um, honestly, probably the very first episode, the pilot episode. And what's what's the what? How does that tie in? Do you think? Like, how do you, how do you uh, feel? It's, it hits really home with like family and friends. Okay, good, good, good. And 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 like um, being grateful that your dead friend or the the friend that you killed is back to haunt you and grant any wish yeah. uh, that you ever have. <laughs> is that what the show's about? Yeah, it really is. Oh my god, it really is. Like his friend kills his other friend. His friend comes back to be his guardian angel to help him through high school. That rules. That is teen angel in a nutshell. You know what? Yeah. They could have. They could have taken that to some crazy places where, like, oh man, imagine if that was a a, a rated R movie. You oh, know, shit. and like, not saying it's horror, but like they could touch on themes where, like, the dead friend is like. You killed me on accident, and I was a virgin. And now right. you're using my angel power so you could try to have sex. <laughs> it's like a boner jam movie. Yeah. I, I like that. I think that would be a lot of fun. And like they could do a proper Thanksgiving episode because he's a ghost and he's just crying as the kid is like having Thanksgiving and he can't be there. He's like, <laughs> I can't taste anything. <laughs> Well, we hope that you guys are enjoying your November and your Thanksgiving season. Christmas is right around the corner. And we have a few episodes lined up for you. I think that you will really enjoy. Don't sound too excited about it. I actually, I am excited this year for Christmas. Cool, cool. It's not because of like, oh, presents or family. It's because I get to skip out on most of the Christmases and go on a family vacation. Whoa, where are you going? We're going to Colorado. <gasps> That's um. 42069, bro. <laughs> hey. Weed number. But you're going to be with family, so what's the story? Uh, we're going out there. We're getting a huge uh, Airbnb cabin. Yeah. And we're kind of left to do whatever we want to. So if we want to spend some time with the family, if we can't, if we want to, we oh can. Oh my God. If we Bryce. want to go to Meow Wolf in Denver, we can do that. You are right. You are living. You are going to be living this season in a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yes. You're stay in a snowy cabin with the family. Uh-huh. We're going to get snowed in. You have to document this. Okay. You have How? to. You How have should to I document this? Start a WordPress blog. Okay. No, that's a that's terrible. That's terrible. Don't don't blog. Okay. Um, How about vlog? Okay. How about here's I the do, idea. How about I do 10 second uh, intervals of a vlog on my Instagram story? That can only okay. Be 10 here's seconds. here's the movie. It's a uh, Hallmark made for TV movie starring Bryce and his family. It's called A Vlogger for Christmas. Oh, and uh, I'm pretty sure this exists. I it can't, can it? Yes, I'm sure. If it doesn't, Hallmark has already has it in production or in their post production now. They're going to be releasing it here in a few weeks. Okay, we wish you a vlogger. Uh, a vlogger for Christmas is better. A vlogger yeah. for Christmas. Yes. And um, here it is. Bryce, we're supposed to be up here as a family, and you won't stop vlogging. Hold on a second, honey. I'm almost done with this vlog. One vlogger at Christmas time. Honey, can you hold this camera for me? We'll rediscover the meaning of Christmas. Was that Santa? Ho, ho, ho. Love. I love you. And spirituality. And he also has a black uncle. Man, what's going on in this Christmas movie? A Vlogger for Christmas. The new Hallmark Christmas movie on Hallmark. (laughs) I love it. I really hope... We'll make some money off this. Hallmark, send us the check. Write it. Write it now. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this Thanksgiving special at the Forever Bogus Podcast. We will see you in December with some great, a totally bogus Christmas specials. 
And uh, that's it. That's all I have. How should we end the show, J Dog? I guess we will say. We wish you a turtle Christmas. We wish you a turtle Christmas. We wish you a turtle Christmas and a shredder New Year. See you in Christmas, everybody. We wish you a